Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the life starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike. And it is today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome back my great friend, David Phelps, the founder of Freedom Founders. Hi, David. Mike, great to see you again, as always. In fact, it was uh, fun. We were just chatting before we started the recording uh, that we actually got to be together. We, we're, we're together quite a few times during the year, but actually got to be uh, there with uh, some of your team uh, in New York City uh, a week or so ago. And that was a great uh, opportunity just to, 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 to see you there on your turf and um, some of the team and talk about some of the things we'll talk about here on, uh, on our podcast today. Thank you, David. Yeah, we, we, we are humbled and honored to, to receive you and Candace and the entire Freedom Founders community for those folks who were able to make it in New York City. It's great to, uh, to have you. And I was really worried about one thing we can't control is the weather and the weather cooperated. So we had a great company. Um, it was just awesome to have you. And um, thank you again for coming. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about freedoms. So as we were doing the New York tour, uh, the, the, the boat ride at night around the Manhattan and the boat went right by the Statue of Liberty. Yes. And it reminded me about the freedom. Uh, th this country is certainly unique, uh, and so many people want to come to the United States because uh, people have the liberty and freedom here. So how do you, just in your own words, what do you think, um, what are the freedoms people have? Um, like the most important things you teach, you teach economic freedom, you teach the health freedom, the freedom of, uh, of time, the freedom of... Uh, Relationships. Yes. So talk about this a little bit. The yeah, uh, yeah, it's great. You're, you're right. Um, just um, seeing the Statue of Liberty, uh, particularly in its all its glory at night and remembering, you know, the, the fact that really all of us who are in this country, whether we were born here or immigrated, uh, that we have kind of like won the lottery, if you will, uh, right? We, we won the lottery for here or we got here um, because the basis of this country was, was built by our founding fathers on removing uh, tyranny uh, and giving the people the ability to govern themselves, have choices, have options to do, build the life that each person wants to build. And we've seen that happen over and over again with, again, a lot with people who immigrate to this country from other countries where they don't have the freedom and they build lives and the next generations um, are the benefactors of that freedom and all that goes with it. I think that in, in Western society, you know, here in the US for sure, we also have a penchant, unfortunately, for uh, being driven. Now, I'm not saying that being driven or having goals is, is not a good thing. It is. But I think we, we have this drive for um, creating a lifestyle, perhaps, Mike, that's built on societal dictates or in industry dictates or your peer group, whatever that might be. And this is what it looks like to be, quote, successful if I am this, that, or the other, or I, 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 I have this profession or this degree or whatever. I have to look like this. And I think that's a big mistake. In fact, it's such a big mistake that what we do in Freedom Founders, as you know, is, is, is help um, you know, our high income, high, relatively high net worth, hardworking professionals take that hard work 
and start to move from the active income, which is the blessing to do what you want to do to have a career or profession, but start to turn that active income into tangible assets on the other side, which of course is what we're going to talk about today is, is real estate. Where's that fit in and start creating a passive or annuity income that once it's set, the investment, whatever it is, is acquired or created and well-managed that then you have this ongoing income that doesn't require you to get up and go do another day's work. So having that, having that particular constraint of needing to show up every day to, to create another dollar through a service or product is what gives people freedom. And, and it gives them more certainty that that part of their life is secured or moving the needle to get to that point where they're secured. It changes the way you can live your life. So to back to what you just said about the five freedoms, it's kind of like a freedom index. Uh, five variables that I think fit pretty well for most people. And the first one is economic or financial independence, if you will, or freedom, meaning that you have your, your lifestyle, desires, wants, needs, whatever they are, taken care of by the passive or, or annuity income. But that expands everything else. It's not, that's not just the only thing to shoot for. It's like, well, then I want, I want freedom of time, more flexibility and time to put my time where I want to in relationships. Who, who am I suffering in relationships right now? Because I feel like I have to do it, right? I, I have to deal with insurance companies or I have to deal with certain kinds of clientele or staff. That I just feel like I have to do it because I, you know, because, well, I'm not free financially. Uh, so freedom of time, uh, freedom of relationships, uh, health, big thing that you and I talk about a lot. It's like, oftentimes we get busy in our life and with our families and creating the income and being good stewards and providing security for our families that we let our health go. And we always talk about, well, what good is your health if it's not good and you're financially free and you have time freedom, relationship freedom, what good is health at that point if you don't have your health, if you haven't maintained it. And then top, top of the pyramid, Mike, is, uh, is, is really purpose, meaning, legacy, impact. And again, typically these are things that we put off till much later on in life because the first piece, financial or economic independence, is not met. So that's kind of the crux of what we do. And then we help people expand the rest of those freedoms into an overall freedom index that we want to see them raise that index number over, over the rest of their life. Yeah, thank you, David. Great wisdom. I, I think we, move, we need to move our lives toward all our freedom goals on all dimensions. It can't be just one and then the other uh, because all of those things have to be, um, you can't just wait uh, until you're old, because you have no health at that point. So you have to move in parallel in all dimensions, achieving all five of those freedoms at the same time. So it makes total sense. But let's talk a little bit about sort of the classic. We'll, we'll talk about sort of the economic freedom. So many folks that you work with, they're high net worth, they're high earners, and um, uh, but they don't have uh, sort of a passive real estate portfolio. What most people are who are not, exposed to real estate or not exposed to freedom founders, their best choice or the only choice they know is Wall Street. So they go buy a bunch of stocks, mutual funds, and they have a portfolio of that. And that portfolio can, can be successful when the market does well, or it can be a substantial risk factor when the market uh, has volatility and then has a correction. So how do folks generally convert their, let's just say, high net worth to passive income? And I mean, genuinely passive, yeah. not buying yourself a lot of investments that require a lot of work to maintain. What's the, what's the path to the economic freedom, uh, but passive income and feeling uh, that real estate is working for you not you working for real estate? Yeah, great question. Great points, Mike. The majority of people who are 
higher income or have higher net worth uh, that they've created through business or just working or saving, they typically default or abdicate to Wall Street because it's what everybody else does. And it's, it's relatively easy. In fact, Wall Street makes it easy by saying, you're a busy professional doing X, Y, Z. There's no way you can deal with the, the time and the um, information education to deal with the complexities of managing your money. So just give it to us through you know, your financial advisor, your fiduciary, whoever it is, and we will take care of it for you so that when you retire, uh, you'll be all taken care of. Well, time and time again, Mike, uh, just to the people that we know and people in Freedom Founders, uh, they come and they say, you know, I, I work with a financial advisor, XYZ, or I've talked to several different ones, and nobody, none of them, with all their wisdom and experience, can actually give me any certainty as to a number, a number of accumulation in whatever the, the products or asset investments that they talk about. They can't give me a number. It's always up in the air. That's the biggest problem is there's no actual mile markers, no way to measure progress to get to a point where you have enough certainty that you cover the economic freedom base. Without certainty, you live your life on the hamster wheel, never knowing do you have enough. So the problem with real estate is the disconnect. Real estate, as we both know, is, a, is what we call an inefficient market. Uh, Wall Street, very efficient. You can access it any time, any day through, through the click of a mouse, right? Internet. Uh, real estate, different ballgame. And really, I say also real estate, because it's inefficient, means that there's a place for the retail investor, which is who we're talking about. That's who I am. I'm a retail investor. Uh, to actually have a place where you can actually have a stable, much more secure, tangible investment. But again, the disconnect. How do I, a hardworking, high-income professional, have the time or to create the relationships because it's all about relationships? How can I create those when I'm busy doing all this stuff? I just need to give it to Wall Street because I'm just too busy. And so that pattern erupts. The people who come to Freedom Founders have made a decision that they want to take an alternative path into alternative investing, which is what we're talking about. Contrarian path, a different path. That's not easy to do, Mike. That's not easy when everybody else is saying, do this, do this, um, do a tax deferred 401k or cash balance or a defined benefit plan, you know, to save it. The problem is it doesn't get people there. The volatility of the market, as you mentioned, uh, it's, it's just, it's too emotional. Real estate, um, yeah, can there be some volatility? Of course, but we have the advantage of being able to invest in specific sectors, geographic sectors, uh, uh, specific asset classes, and back to the relationships, collaborating with the right people. As you said, this is about passive income. I'm not, we're not teaching people how to go out and buy a multifamily uh, value add and, 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 and deal with contractors or, or develop new stuff. I mean, this is about collaboration with people where you get to ride along with somebody specific, with a sponsor, a manager, who you actually get to build a relationship with. Not like Wall Street, where all you get to do is just read financial reports that your financial advisor gives you. No, where you actually get to meet the people with whom you may want to invest. That's why we were in New York City with you last weekend, because we want to know you and your team better. That's what we got to do. We got to look at different types of investments that you are procuring or have already in, you know, under your management and look at them and understand the elements of the financials and the story behind them to say, what does this make? How does this make it a good deal? And then you know, the rest of it, Mike, is just becoming more astute through this 
through relationships and, and the right education to be more astute. So you become your own financial advocate. So you are making decisions. Now you still want a team around you. You still need professional people like an attorney for uh, asset protection, estate building, uh, excuse me, um, estate planning, estate wealth, estate building, estate planning. Uh, you need a CPA, a good CPA. You, you might need a good financial advisor to help you with insurance needs. And you need that team, but we're helping people become the center of that team, not one who just throws it up in the air and goes, hey, put it together. Because nobody can orchestrate your financial future. No one cares about your financial future more than you do. Yeah, that's a massive point. Uh, I think the education is critical. As much as people are busy doing their uh, day jobs or day profession, maybe you know, dental or the dental or something else, it's, it takes a lot of effort. But at the same time, we still have to educate ourselves. That's one investment that, that is the most valuable is investing in your own education. It beats all other investments from the point of view that if you know more, you make better decisions. And uh, we go through life making mistakes. And if we don't learn from them, why we made those mistakes? So uh, you, you, Freedom Found is a short path from a lot of mistakes to a much more predictable path because of all the great uh, trusted advisors that are participating in the group. But let, let me continue this conversation a little bit on the portfolio side. So uh, Freedom Founders is a great place as people, the, the members meet the trusted advisors and they form this relationship and they participate, but they still have to build a, a portfolio. And what's really uh, interesting is that real estate, if you compare it to the stock market, it's one place where you could build a portfolio with very predictable income. The word predictability is probably the number one word that describes real estate. So let's chat a little bit about uh, kind of investment selections. Do people invest for growth when they are they still have five, 10 years before they retire? Uh, do they still start building some uh, passive income, even knowing that that passive income may be taxed at a higher rates? So generally, how do you take uh, the members to the process when should they invest for growth? When should they invest for income? Should they use uh, qualified money, non-qualified? Just give us a little bit of the color, how uh, you think uh, you know, folks should consider approaching the exercise because building a portfolio is like building a house. You gotta do one brick at a time, put the foundation in and then continue to build over time. It's not a uh, all or none, take it or leave it. it. It takes time as you're learning and as you're making these investments. So how, how do you go about it? Great question, Mike. And this is what I think is so fun about having access to many different types of real estate investments. There are so many ways to split the benefits out of real estate as you so well know. And that way one with edge enough education can create a dynamic to build their portfolio the right way. So really, I, let's just kind of say two, two basic subgroups. As you said, there's people that are in their active income career uh, and they may have uh, five years or more to still stay in that career. Five years could be 10 years, could be 15, could be 20 if they're relatively young. So they don't really need the active income, but what they do want to learn is how, how the cash flow is still created um, with those tangible assets. So that's where I believe that qualified money, money in retirement accounts or IRAs, where you at least have a tax deferred component and could be tax free if you're using a Roth or a health savings account. That's a deeper dive discussion. But my point is, with that money that you typically cannot access till 59 and a half, if it's already in that bucket, why not use that bucket to see how the cash flow works? You can have, as you said, Mike, you can have a hybrid, you can have a growth component and income, but why not see how the passive income comes? Because that's the piece that is missing for most people who want to retire. What, No matter what their net worth is, no matter where their investments are, if they haven't seen how to turn 
that overall nest egg, wherever it is, into cash flow, then it's that 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 depletion model that the traditional financial markets say, well, you have five million, six million dollars, and we're going to show you how you can deplete about four percent per year, and therefore hopefully you have a run rate to get you 25 years down the road, blah, blah, blah. Not a good plan. So we focus on the cash flow. So you can do that easily inside qualified buckets of money while you still have active income. So you don't need to pay more taxes. Now, if you're at the end of a career, you're, you're, you're taking your, maybe your last liquidity event, which could be the sale of a business. And so you have this one more chunk of money and, you're, and you don't plan to go back and do really any active income. I mean, you could, but you don't want to. So now you really have to understand what's my cash flow revenue rate going to look like on a monthly or quarterly basis, because that's going to pay for your lifestyle without depleting the principal. Big point here. We don't have to deplete the principal with real estate. It's like, when you do that, you're killing the goose that laid the golden eggs. We just want the eggs. So at that point, those people want to focus on at least enough cash flow, whether it's coming out of a qualified plan. So if they're 59 and a half and they're exiting a business, now money that's in that qualified plan, they can start to convert that you know, in advance to, from growth to more cash flow. Uh, and then with their uh, non-qualified money, that is tax paid, same thing. They could they could they could put it into tax efficient um, models, which we can talk a little bit about that. But real estate is very tax efficient. Can be very tax efficient uh, in equity uh, ownership. Whether you own individual um, assets that are managed by a professional, say rental properties, but again managed by a professional, or you're involved in syndications where you're pooling money with again a top shelf manager who is who is performing and doing the management, um, or in a fund with diversification that has like your, your funds with Tempo, where you have opportunities to be in a growth component fund or a, an income fund or a hybrid. Uh, so again, you're making decisions with intention. The neat thing is when you have connections to all the right people, you can intentionally build your portfolio with a, with a kind of a smorgasbord where you can compare and contrast in one place versus trying to go out and, and just, you know, go on the internet or, you know, maybe you have a local friend who's, you know, done some things in real estate. Nothing wrong with that, but how can you compare and contrast the right model for you if you can't see the whole thing in one place, which is what we love to do or what you do in your diversified funds, you get a, you get a, a, a smattering of different aspects you can go into. So building your portfolio by intention is the thing that's missing from most people's planning for their, again, I hate to use the word retirement, but that's what we're talking about here when they can actually retire. Does that help? Oh, that's an awesome point. Uh, it's building the portfolio with a plan, with a purpose, uh, it makes all the difference in the world. It's if you know if you don't know where you're going, how do you know you got there? And this approach is very applicable to building a portfolio. And this is what you teach in Freedom Founders. It makes total sense. The other comment that I have is most people in the stock markets, they can build an S stack. The challenge is some stocks don't even pay any dividends, and those who do, they pay very small dividend rates. So it's very difficult to to convert a stock portfolio into um, income uh, generating assets quickly overnight. You can go sell a bunch of stocks and try to buy a bunch of bonds. A couple of problems. One, capital gain is going to get you. Yep. you. You can't do any kind of uh, passive tax loss harvesting, which you can do in real estate. You can sell a piece of real estate, appreciated real estate, a growth asset, and convert it to an income asset. And either do 1031 deferral or uh, you can do passive loss harvesting. Uh, one of these advanced techniques where you actually defer the taxes while stock market, you could sell, sure, but capital gain is due immediately. And well, not immediately, but they're doing that the same taxable year. And then um, go find uh, investments in stock market that generate 10% yield. It's incredibly hard. It's almost to the point where 
um, most people don't have uh, the option uh, unless they get exposed to the right group like Freedom Founders. Because the danger of going out there on your own and just trying to find sponsors on the internet, you could find a lot, there are a lot of wrong sponsors. For every good sponsor, there's probably a couple of dozen of either bad sponsors, uh, some of them are even fraudsters, and some of them are incompetent, uh, especially in the current age where you could put, put the stuff together, brilliant marketers often not the best operators. So all that is, is very, um, it drives towards the community. Not having a community with the support, with the right network is very dangerous to start throwing the money out there. So this path from the Wall Street to the uh, real estate needs to be a, a managed path, a well uh, sort of guided path. So just a couple more questions on this. Um, you covered uh, tax efficiency, talked growth and income, qualified versus non-qualified. Here's an interesting uh, question that I had. Um, should folks use leverage uh, from their appreciated investments uh, to buy more real estate or should they get very conservative and don't use leverage? Leverage works both ways. So what are your thoughts on the use of leverage? Yeah, it, it's again, another very, very, very relevant question, Mike. And the answer is always going to depend on the person's situation and their personal philosophy, where they are, as you said. Some people have enough in assets to cover their lifestyle burn rate uh, with, with margin without having to use leverage. Leverage, as we know, as you said, cuts both ways, but leverage is in, in a well-managed cash flowing asset. Uh, it's going to provide a greater return, a, a bigger bang for the buck whatever you invest in that asset is going to return more than if it was paid with all cash or no leverage. That's just the bottom line. Of course, uh, leverage can add some risk. So when you're looking at adding leverage or investing through somebody who's using leverage in, in an investment like a syndication, then you want to look at, you know, again, who's the operator? You need to dig a little bit deeper into what's the asset class geographic area uh, and, and how much leverage are they using? Uh, some some key, key areas. I think that it makes sense for everybody to use maybe some amount of leverage uh, because we have the portents of higher inflation coming this decade. And I think unless you've just got so much money that you could let inflation eat away at that and, you, and it's not gonna be a problem for you, if that's the case, good for you. But if that's if it's not the case, we know inflation can can be devastating to, to uh, the value of one's investments or assets can be if you're not hedged. Well, real estate hedges very well and using inflation further hedges by essentially it's a way to short the dollar. So I think even if you're well set in life, you ought to be looking at the offset of what inflation could do to devalue. devalue. If you're younger or you have some, some net worth that you need to make up for lost time, um, prudent leverage can be the way to, to, to increase that growth to a higher net worth. And again, you turn into the cash flow when you need it. Yeah, great points. Thank you, David, for covering, touching on inflation, which is a concern today. A lot of people have been concerned with accelerated inflation. Although uh, everything I'm hearing, this is a little bit temporary, uh, kind of driven by the reopening, and hopefully we're not going to have an accelerated inflation. But inflation is a real thing, for sure. And uh, real estate is one of the greatest hedges against inflation. And that fixed debt that you can get, your 30-year mortgage, at the what's really interesting today, you can get the rates on that mortgage below the rate of inflation. So uh, it's devaluing the fixed uh, rate mortgage over time by doing absolutely nothing. Even if the inflation is just, just a little bit above that, you are already ahead. But if inflation picks up, you can be uh, well ahead. So I, I, I completely hear you. And in general, I'm a big fan of, of the right leverage. If you can get cheap government 
fixed rate debt, Fannie, Freddie products, all these, um, I mean, it, it, it enhances the upside and kind of the, the, the downside limit is as long as you pay the mortgage and as long as you can collect the rent, uh, you'll do well in the long run. David, appreciate your wisdom. We're out of time. Thank you so much. What's what's the best way for people to reach to you? Just freedomfounders.com? Is that? Yep, freedomfounders.com. And if you just want to follow some of my podcasts, uh, it's the Dentist Freedom Blueprint Podcast. So you can catch me there. Um, I'll have you back on, on that one as well, Mike. Uh, it's always fun to reciprocate with you. Thank you kindly, David. We really appreciate it. I'm again, I'm, I'm honored and humbled to have you. And uh, I'll talk to you in a few weeks when uh, we are at the LC in, in, at, the, at the event in Dallas. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you, David. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's slot name. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.